Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I'm your host and number one, Mr. Quick. Uh, we'll be soon joined by our panel, uh, Ms. Quick and Pastor Robinson and Dr. Twin. So tonight we're going to talk about is your best really your best? I believe we set ourselves up for failure by measuring someone else's standards by our own meter rule, when in fact, they may be off. And this could be due in part by life's experience, circumstance, tradition, 
and last but not least, upbringing. That isn't fair. However, we only have our minds, ideas, and logic to go off of. I guess now is the best time to remind you that no one can judge anyone until you have walked in that man's shoes. Uh, without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. I personally find myself dealing with these type of situations where you want to hold someone else to your expectations and then you're kind of disappointed later on down the line. But there it's not calibrated. So Sometimes you got to go back and have a conversation so you can let it be known whose standards. Whose standards that you're, you're measuring by. Just so you guys would be on the same page and there won't be any, any, any laps anywhere. But it's, it's hard to do, especially when we're talking about elders or uh, loved ones or what have you, because you know you don't want to break their hearts. You don't you don't want to want them to feel uh, like they've let you down or anything along those lines. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. Thank you. So we're talking about is your best really your best? Is your best really your best? Let me think about that for a minute. Okay. You were you were saying something when I I dialed in. 
see what continues. Get my thoughts together. It's as simple as when we when we expect something of someone and they don't live up to it. You know, they may be doing the best that they know, but we get disappointed because we're not in sync with the, the same standards. So. I think that the conversation has to be had, had to be held so that when I, when you give me your best, I don't know what your best is. So it's the same as is, is your best good enough? Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, Yeah, I mean, I agree. As you know, those conversations between adults can can definitely be had. Um, when you're looking at you know adult relationships, or uh, when you're looking at the um, employer-employee type relationship, and you you know, for looking at colleague, co-worker, you know, even for adult children to parent relationships. I think those conversations can definitely be had. Um, you know, the first of all, in order for us to be in a conducive relationship, we got to have and understanding and, and boundaries and expectations need to be set. Um, I think that's the only way you kind of avoid disappointment is if you have the conversation and set them up front. Okay, so that's 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 I'm assuming husband wife. Let's talk about. Uh, Let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about children-parent relationships before we can go beyond that. Got to establish the standards, and the, the steps right. start when you're young. It does. It starts when you're young, um, and and don't get it twisted because it 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 not only does it start when you're young. We're not talking, you know, young age five or six. We're talking birth. Um, you you begin to raise and teach and and set standards um, the the very day you bring your baby into the world. So you know there's there's no time for games to be played after after the birth of the child. It's it's time to you know kind of dig in and get the job done and um, the unfortunate part is we are imperfect people so um, because we're imperfect people the only thing we can do is our best now as parents we may think we do our best you know, uh, I may think I do. I, I give my best effort 
as a mom. There are some days I, I fall short of that. There are some days I actually exceed that very much. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that what really matters is if my children perceive my best and good enough for them. Because if they don't, then that could in turn um, turn into issues down the road, whether it be issues between them and I or issues as far as, as we've talked about before, validation issues. It, it may turn into um, depression issues. We've talked about that. So it's important to give your best and at at the opportunity your children kind of can articulate their needs and their expectations and and I'd say um, sort of review of you, you need to start having those conversations so that you can kind of improve upon what they need so that you make sure you build, um, help them build strong characteristics. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I agree that, um, well, when you, when you start out at such a young age, you know, it's, it's best that they see. So that way, when you start talking to them, it carries more weight. You know what I mean? Versus you just saying something and it's not measuring up to, so, you know, they're, they're lost. You see what I mean? Yeah, if I tell my son I love him, I need to I need to show up and you know and and show that. You know, whether I tell my son I want him to succeed and get and get A's, you know, when you know, when he's having a hard time I need to show up at the table and and with my pen and pencil and say, Okay, let's let's get it done. Um, or if, if I'm unable to do it, I need to make a way for him to, you know, get this is instead of me. It's one of those, um, like we talk about, we spoke about uh, last week, it's one of those faith without work is dead. You know, okay, if, you know, if I tell you I want you to, you know, look, I'm, I want you to be all you can be and I'm going to help you do that, then I need to stand in and help you do that. Um, and give you whatever it takes, give you my very best. Um, I can't say that I'm doing, I can't, for, for me, to have the education that I have, to be able to have the, the career that I have, and even to be able to have the job, past job experiences that I have. I can't tell my son that I'm giving him my very best if I'm not sitting and trying to help him figure out whatever math problem or whatever word problem or whatever paragraph it is he's trying to get figured out. I can't tell him, well, you know, I'm giving you my best. You know, um, I got to sit there and actually do it. Excuse me for one moment, please. Well, that's that's the biggest thing, that's the most important part. You know, people will tend to follow you 
beyond if they actually see you get out of work. If they see, they see you, you know, sit down at the table with them going home, and that, that example, they will sit at the table do home. And in fact, they may be at the table because you have become ritualistic to where this is what me and mom do, what me and dad do. We sit here and do homework. You know, so now it become our thing. You know what I mean? So, and that's and that's just for the positive. So we're not just, you know, doing it when you get failing grades, or we're not sitting here have, having to lecture you because you're not doing your homework. But we are sitting here doing homework together. So you have understanding, and you see me doing homework, so you have a greater understanding of, of, of you know what we're talking about when we say that, you know, we're in the Right. There seems, I don't know if it's my phone or, or the line, but there's a little bit of a connection. I can only hear just about every other word that you spoke, but I did get everything, and, you know, I was able to catch it. Um, and when you're right, I think the unfortunate part is this. Hindsight is always 2020, and while we're in this parenting thing, we don't take the time to, like, the, the last thing that we want as parents is for our children to be critical of us. Uh, can't take that. You know, it's it's almost as if, excuse me, the thought process is as if they don't have a right to have an opinion about who we are or how we parent them. And I think that's where we go wrong um, because there are children. And I think that their opinion of how we're doing as far as parenting, I think that it matters, especially to the extent where you have a, a, a relationship where they're trying and you're trying. So the only way you can make it work is to communicate through it. If all you're doing is telling me you can't date boys, you can't date boys, can't date until you're 18, and every night you come home, or every other night you come home, you got a you got a different dude, then let's talk about what you're doing. Let's talk about what you're portraying because I don't understand what's so wrong with having a boyfriend when you have it. You see what I'm saying? But as mm-hmm. parents, you know, you don't have a place to question me. And I think that to some extent, just like any, I think that just like with anything else, there's boundaries. To a certain extent, you need to be able to converse with your child to make sure that for as much as you're putting out, they're actually getting it. And if you're not putting out enough because and they need more, then you need to step the game up and so do they. Um, and, mm-hmm. and then I think that obviously there's a point to where it, it can be, you know, a little disrespectful. So I think you got to have that balance and you have to build a relationship and set the platform so that your child is comfortable and saying, you know, mom, you, you don't have to yell. You know, you don't have to yell at me anymore. I, you know, I'll do what you've asked me to do. See what I'm saying? Uh, 
and then, you know, try it out and go from there. You know, that we we have kids and and it you don't question me, I'm your mama, you're not mine. Or you do what I say, you do as I say, not as I do. You know, or you know, um or it's it's one of those well, I brought you into this world. I don't owe you anything, but the fact of the matter is that, yeah, all of that may be true to an extent. You did bring me in this world, and you do owe me something. You do owe me something. You owe me your very best version of you, period. For every morning you wake up and God gives you breath, you owe your child the very best version of you, whatever that is. Not going to be perfect, but I think we owe our children that, especially seeing as though birth is a choice in most states. Some states, some states, they they kind of scaling their back a little bit, but you know, we we make conscious decisions, and and when children are a result of conscious conscious decisions. We owe them something. Well, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I believe that that's why it's very important that, you know, that we maintain the two-parent household. You know what I mean? So that way it can be seen. It can be demonstrated. Everything you're saying is, is is right on point. Because you didn't ask to come here, and yes, I am obligated to be the very give you my all, be my as as a fatherhood, as a husband, I'm I'm obligated to do the same to my wife. You dig? So that that is that almost goes without saying. But you can't come and tell me that I'm gonna give you for the lights. Again, turned off every other every other month, and you know you've been fine somewhere drunk. That's not giving me your best. That's not. That's, right. that's actually the opposite. So once you 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 make your mind up, and you gotta and you gotta analyze and do a self inventory to see which one is more important. You getting drunk or high is more important than your than your offspring. Cause I think I think once Pastor got online, he explained biblical. So once you, I'm a a man or an adult or something, you gotta put childish things aside. Something like that. Right. So that's, that's what it is. So all all of these parents who who didn't want to grow up. Hey, grow up. Children and the children and the children. You sit back and look at all children. They may be in better positions, but still some some of them on them. No. I'm sorry. Say that again. Your phone. Say like every other word. The children may be in a better position. May be doing well as adults, but it still has an effect on them from what they saw as a kid. Uh, 
and I, you know, and it's actually sort of funny that you bring that up because I think that um, as as adults, sometimes we don't know how much what we've seen or been through as a kid has affected us. Uh, you know, a prime example is is I um, have a little blog that I'm starting, and um, I actually spoke a little bit about my childhood and um, the the divorce of my parents and the night I have vivid memory of the night that my dad left and I have um, at that point I, I there was confusion and unanswered questions and here are some, some nearly 40 years later there's still many unanswered questions and not a single soul has Attempted to explore that territory with me or for me, and when I say soul, I mean my parents, mom or dad. Um, I'm not sure why, but I think that I think that that is where we fall. That is an area we fall short. As adults, you understand what happens between you and your husband or you and your wife when you no longer um, are Bonnie and Clyde. You know, you become oil and water or what have you. You know, you understand why you're, you're starting to, you know, separate one floating to the top and one sinking to the bottom. Um, and when you decide to to break your family circle, you know, you're not thinking about your children. You're thinking about yourself. And I think that is the most selfish act that a mother and a father can do to their children or a husband and wife can do to their family. You look at yourself, you look at your husband, and you decide... I don't want to do this anymore for for whatever reason, or we can't do this anymore because we can't work through this difference, and I can't get past this, and you can't get past that, so we, we're done. But then you have these kids, and we're going to be the best co-parents we can be. Okay, that's fine. But guess what? When you break your family circle, you actually break your children. You break their life as they knew it. What, what people, and even my family don't know this, is that, like, all of my memories that I have as a little girl that of interactions between my mom and my dad were, for me, no different than the ones that I have with, with you and our boys today. Reflect happiness. Monopoly. You know, we played Monopoly. We went on bike rides. You know, that we went to the pool as a family. We ate dinner. We ate breakfast as a family. My dad cooked for my mom when she was sick, vice versa. You know, when he was out mowing the lawn, I was out mowing the lawn. You know, and it, it was it was just that. It was it, it was working until one day it wasn't. And in one night my entire world came crashing down, and nobody sat me down and said, okay, here's what's happened. 
here's how this is going to work. You know, daddy's not going to live here anymore, but you can see him anytime you want. He'll come over anytime you need him, or you can call him anytime you want. Nobody ever had that conversation. Dad never sat and said, look, you know, baby girl, I got to go. Um, you know, here's where I be. You always have my number. And, you know, nobody ever reassured me that my life was going to be okay. Nobody ever reassured me that I was still loved. As a matter of fact, you know, from that point, things even, you know, got, got worse for my mom financially with, with three kids because apparently, you know, there was, there was a time span where, you know, support wasn't regular like it should have been. And so, you know, my life changed. And nobody has ever asked me, what has that done to you? How did that make you feel? Nobody nobody cared enough to ask those questions because they were going through whatever they had to go through so that they could survive. See what I mean? So I think that the, the aftermath of divorced parents or the aftermath of parents who aren't together or the aftermath um, of not giving your very best, it can be damaging. Oh, I I agree a hundred percent. You know, um, and, and and to give you, you know, the question is like, you know, what is it about me? You know what I mean? Like, why wasn't I good enough? For, you know, for you to fight? Why wasn't I good enough for you to come home those late nights? Why wasn't I good you know, get it. I get it. But yeah. uh, you are good enough, and you are loved regardless of back then. You are loved now, and you are good enough now. So I'm gonna be home every night. But we're going to we're going to fast forward a little bit now. We're going to talk about. So we've talked about childhood. So let's talk about interactions amongst peers. So let's say we're uh, late teens, early teens, you know, based on on what, what you're seeing, you know, uh, how, how, how is that? Because for me, and let me, I'm sorry, I guess let me go ahead and, and paint it. For me, when you have friends, quote unquote, you know, because of, of of these are my peoples, we folk, what have you, and when they don't come through like they're supposed to, you know, you feel disappointed. You're like, damn, my dog let me down. You know what I mean? Or what have you. But the loyalty isn't the same across the board. Just like we were saying as far as responsibilities, as far as uh, standards, they're just not the same. You know, we may be friends on the basketball court, and, you know, we'll go play ball and all that, but off the court, uh, you kind of sketchy to me. It makes sense. Yeah. So, when it comes to
children these days are different, right? You know, back when we were growing up, you know, if I say I'm if I say I'm with you, then I'm with you. You know, if I say, you know, if 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 we making plans to to go to the football game, then then and we going together, then we gonna go together, we gonna hang together, and we gonna leave together. Like I'm, if I'm with you, I'm with you. You know, thick as thieves, two peas in a pod, whatever you want to call it. I'm in, I'm in. Um, there was that sense of loyalty. So it's it was it. Your best was good enough then because when you gave your best, um, you were able to get your best in return. You see what I mean? Uh, and and it, it, don't get me wrong, it wasn't perfect. It was, you know, some of those you gave your best to, they gave their best back. And, you know, I, I got a friend for, for life for that. You know, I, and I say a friend. So my best for her worked. Okay. Some I gave my best to. Uh, I didn't get their very best back. So it, it, it didn't work. So um, but it, it's one of those things where nowadays the, the the culture among children is rude, obnoxious, and disrespectful. Okay. And there's no... Pause right there real quick. Okay. You said it's rude, obnoxious, and disrespectful. So that means yeah. that the bar wasn't set at home. Right? Because yeah, it before... does mean. Yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. You're right. And it, that that's just what it is. Um, but the but the culture among them is so different. It's it's it's, it's... and so and and they accept that from each other. So if I accept you being rude to me, or how are you gonna give me your best? See what I'm saying? Can't give your best when you're accepting, you know, or you can't be your best or give your best or receive your best when you're accepting uh, lowered standards. Right. So you know, I mean, so once again, that starts. If you accept someone's mediocrity, then that says something about you. Because if I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna pour my best to you, and you go, and you go to has me, that says something about me, right? So either I need to scale back, or I need to stop rocking with you. We're going to take the time to introduce Pastor to the line. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How's it going? Uh, Life is good, man. I'm I'm still on this side. And uh, just heard a little bit of what you guys were talking about. So So y'all feel free to keep on talking. It sounds like you're talking about doing your best or being your best or 
something about Beth. Yeah, we're, uh, the, the topic for tonight is, is your best good enough? So we've touched a little bit on the parent-child relationship when it comes to is your best good enough from, you know, both perspectives. You know, your, your parents saying, well, I'm doing the best I can. And, you know, it's kind of like, really? Is, is that all you got? Um, and and so what we're talking, touching on now is peer, like teenage best, peer-to-peer best. Um, wow. And... And so what I was saying is that, you know, growing up, when when you gave your best to a friend, <coughs> excuse me, you would get you, you would get it in return. Um, and and that, you know, for me, it ended up, you know, in, in a friendship for life. My best friend's been my best friend for thirty five years. Um, and, and it it worked for that particular friendship. Um but now, I was just telling my husband, and I think the culture um, among teenagers and children is rude, obnoxious, and, and, and disrespectful because, you know, they don't, they don't treat each other like uh, you should treat each other, you know? Um, I, I, don't, I, I just don't, I kind of don't under, understand it. Well, I believe that that's because it's, like you said, like the standards that you had with your best friend when you back then, when it was established, was totally different. So the bar has been set different. So you can't fathom this this new age stuff, you know, because truthfully, there's no peer-to-peer interaction. Everything is virtual. You know what I mean? So how are we friends? If I can't even touch or hug you, that's one of my issues with it nowadays. True. I mean, I, I, I'm with you there. So the way I see that, the way that I see this thing, um, you know, one of the breakdowns in um, a lot of my own personal relationships, you know, um, and probably in life in general is the fact that, you know, if I have a standard for, for myself and, you know, um, quick, don't share that same standard, but quick and I call us, call ourselves brothers. Then there's going to be a, there's going to be a breakdown. I'm going to get my feelings heard. I'm going to, you know, things are just not going to work out for me. And I break, I base this off of a biblical principle you know, and, and that's taught usually when people are about to, you know, get married or whatever. The Bible said, "Don't be unequally yoked," you know, with unbelievers. And and yeah, does it is talking about you know um, people that's going to get married. But you know, the friends that I hang around, the people that I say that are here for me, they don't have to believe everything that I believe, but they should believe. They should have a standard. They should. You shouldn't bring me down, and I shouldn't bring you down. You know, um, you know, I I always got to know. Like if I turn my back on quick, 
I got to always know, you know what? His game is always going to be high. He's always going to give his best. He should always know, I'm going to give my best. And it's not measured by, you know, um, uh, what somebody else is doing. It's measured by, that's the way I roll. That's how I, that's, that's, that's what I expect. You know, you shouldn't expect anything less out of, you know, when my wife goes off somewhere, you know, I don't know, shopping or to visit somebody, whatever, if she goes somewhere like that, then she shouldn't expect the kids to suffer just because she's not there taking care of I should keep the standard high, you know, and they should still be fed. They should be, you know, uh, the bath should be taken and, and all these other things. Now, granted, yes, she could do a better job than I can, but at the same time, that standard's still going to be held high. I think a lot of times we try to connect up with people that don't want what we want, uh, don't believe what we believe. And I think we end up, you know, uh, you know, with our feelings hurt or with just not being happy in life because, uh, and I'll push it even farther. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, for me personally, it comes with, you know, uh, not just my friends, but my own family or, or, or whatever, you know, um, you don't want anybody, if you live in a house, in a neighborhood that's got, um, you know, a million-dollar home, one million-dollar homes in it. You don't want anybody buying a lot beside you and building a house that costs $75,000. You just don't – it don't fit. Put it don't, put, it's a different mentality. Right, exactly, exactly. There's nothing wrong with the trailer, but put the trailer in the trailer park, you know, and that way everybody – the standard is, you know, the same. And And we lower our standards for people. You can love people without lowering your standards. You know, you know, you got to let them know. I expect the best. You got to let them know that, and you shouldn't settle for anything. And if they're going to live beneath, you know, the standards that you believe in, you can still love them, but you're not obligated to sit there and just say, "Well, you know, that's that's my fam. I, yeah, you have to take them for what they are." Well, I do, but you know, that's you. If you want to, if you want to sit here, and you know, I just dealt with this today myself. You know, if you want to sit here and and suffer. This is you. You want to sit here and complain about it, or you want to get up and do something about it. You want to let's talk about the solution. Let's know what. I ain't got time to talk about this problem. We done beat this thing to death. We figured out what happened. We figured out, you know, all this other stuff. Now we got to figure out what to do about it. And you just want to sit here. If I had this, if I had that, if I had, shut up, you know. But then I finally realized, you know what? They ain't gonna ever see this. They don't want to see this. Mm. They don't want to see this. And so. You know, if I'm going to give my best, then I feel like I should require that out of the people that's in in my life and in my circle. And that's just me. I may be wrong about that, but that's how I feel. I don't want to be – the Bible tells me don't be yoked together with unbelievers. Don't do that. And it's not talking about just unbelievers in God or Jesus Christ or whatever. You know, look, man, I I need to know – you're going to keep your end of this bargain. I need to know if I start building a, a bridge on this side and you building one on that side, by the time I get to the middle, you know what, whether you build 10 feet more than me, that that's not the case. That's going to be quality over there and it's going to be quality over here. And that's just not the way it is now. I mean, if I come to uh, to get my hair cut and uh, barber number one is going to give me my best cut, but then the rest of the shop, you know, got nice barbers in there, but the barber number one is not in there next week, and I go in there and get a, a low-standard cut, I ain't coming back. 
I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I want I want my stuff together. You know, yeah, I may have my favorite, mm-hmm. but if I sit over there, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna leave out of there knowing that you know what my 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 game is tight. I need to know that. So I don't know if you guys look at it, this thing like that or not, but that's how I I see it, and that's why you know I get so. Let me go back last week real quick. Why I get so depressed? I hang around folks that don't want what I want, don't see what I see, and you know they bringing me down instead of me pulling them up. You know, with that, I can see where I can see that depression. Believe me, I can, um, because environmental does play a huge role. Now, in in, in all fairness, you know we. I think it's also biblical, as a man think it, so is he. You know, yes, you tend to think because you're, you know, you're moving and grooving and, and you singing and whistling and building a bridge, that I'm doing the same. You know what I mean? So we, we mm-hmm. look at the mission. We don't have time to think about anything else. Well, I'm going to do more than him or he going to do more than me or how do I know he's working today, it's President's Day or what have you. You know, we, you don't got time for that. Because once mm-hmm. again, you thinking that I'm thinking like you, but the issue the, it, that only comes into play when we have the same standards. Mm-hmm. When you know how I mm-hmm. think, and I know how you think, all there. Listen, we can have a whole conversation without opening our mouths. Thank you, sir. That's 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 my feeling right there. You, we don't have to we. We we should be able to. I mean, they should be, and it's the same thing with marriage. You know, a lot of communication is nonverbal. You know, if I pass by and I I, I give my wife a certain wife a certain look, she know what that look means. That means one look look means I'm not happy with that. One look means you know what I need to talk to you right away. The other look means get everybody out the house, light the candles, going in the bedroom. She know the look. She know. <laughs> She knows, I ain't seen that last in a long time, by, what, by the way. I just want to let y'all know that, you know. But anyway, it's just the idea, man, that, that, that you know, I shouldn't have to keep going back and checking on whether Quick is doing his part, whether Miss Quick's doing her part. I know they got that on lock. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, you know, and being a pastor, you talk about frustrating. You know, you're supposed to be handling this organization, this Auxiliary, you're supposed to be overseeing this, and I got to keep coming back and saying, "No, nah, the line ain't straight. Go back. Let's do this again." Well, it ain't gonna matter. It's a grand scheme of things. Yeah, it is gonna matter. Yes, it is gonna matter because the Bible says do everything decent and in order. That means give it your best. Don't you come up doing anything halfway. And a lot of us, we do the public things, you know, at a hundred percent, but the private things, we do them at you know, 10%. So we look like a public success. We're actually a private failure, you know, and that's, that's, that's sad to me. So when the, the, the issue now is, okay, now that you see that, you know, this person doesn't want it or they are not going to meet, you know, your standards or they don't have standards themselves, how long are you going to sit here and try to drag them? You know, we're supposed to walk together. Or maybe I'm supposed to lead, or maybe you're supposed to lead. But either way it goes, we're still walking together. But I ain't supposed to have to drag nobody. You know, come on, man. We grown folk now. You know, I, I don't look. If I gotta leave my kids with somebody, you know, um, 
And I know that your standards don't, you know, it's not up to what I believe. You ain't keeping my kids. And I know you don't feed my kids. I know that. No, man, you're not. You're not leaving me with my kids. You know, even the United States of America, they got ratings. When you go into a restaurant, they'll say this is a, you know, a, a sanitation grade, I guess you would call it. You know, they got a standard set. They got a standard set, and here we are as people, guys, supposedly, and we have no standards. We'll just accept anything. Well, now, I'm probably on the wrong topic tonight. I'd probably throw throwing y'all way off, but, man, this is, uh, I don't know. I want something. I want, you know, if five stars is the best, I really want the five star. I don't like, you use the five star, just stay in a one star and see how you feel. You don't rest well. Well, <laughs> Miss Quick knows. Hey, no, for, for who? For who? No ma'am. Let me ask a question there. So, and I, I think you know, I think you know, the track that you're on is obviously is, is the right track. You know, you. You know, you, 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 you just, you just have, you have, you. I mean, I understand you. You know, you got on a little bit late tonight, but I think you kind of got the topic and you're running with it. So, the question that I have may take you in a little bit of a different direction. I'm not sure, but is what do you say to the people who? Hold back um, you know for the sake of not being uh i guess judged so for instance you you know you say you you know you the, some of the people that you are surrounded by um their their thought process is is different from yours. You know, they don't they, they don't dream as much. They don't want as much. They you know, um some people actually hold themselves back so that they can stay in that circle. Or, you know, you say you when you go, you go on for the best. You know, if you can get the five star, you're gonna get it, you know. Um but some people hold back and do the three star because the friend here, you know, they don't want the friend to talk about them, or they don't want to be, you know, left alone. So what do you say to those people who, I guess, kind of purposely or inadvertently hold themselves back to, you know, to kind of try and fit in or, you know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't give their best and they don't, you know, they don't give their best. They don't um get their best even if they listen if you want to jump on it that's great but I, I, I when you finish I got something I definitely want to add. So yeah oh, jump on it. So we talked when we talked sometime before about turning down your shine. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a season. And and, and, and and progression is natural. God wants us to pro- progress. And it's almost, in my mind, and it's just my simple mind, it's almost like you slapping God in the face 
by him blessing you mm-hmm. with more, but yet mm-hmm. you stand mm-hmm. back here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is this is this is your ram now. You 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 can't you can't play both sides. They say you can't serve two masters. Okay, you can't you That's can't right. be hood. You can't be hood and be 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 uh, lavish or, or suburban at the same time. That's not that's not mm-hmm. gonna work because at some point you go come up to that fork and you gonna have to make a decision. You know what I mean? And there may be the time when that police done hit the spot and you're there and it's like, well, I'm just here because I'm here. What you doing all this money? Well, you know what I mean. So that that may be that sign or the people in the hood trying to rob you because you really don't belong there. So you 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 have to move advance when it's time for you to advance. Mm-hmm. Period. Like I don't know any anybody who who get the VP office but want to stay on the floor in the cubicle. You know what I mean? Like you got a corner office with the window view, <laughs> but you go stay down here in the cubicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that doesn't make sense. Go ahead, Pastor. Well, you you all over what I'm about to say because to answer her question, um, I want to give you two answers. I want to give you the personal side of it, and I want to give you God's side of it. This is what the Bible says. I did not write this. This thing's been written, I don't know, 2,000 years ago, whenever. I wasn't there when it was written. But the Bible says, when they won't hear you, when they won't hear you. In other words, as long as they're cooperating, as long as they're responding to truth, as long as they're working towards it, then, you know, you continue to be patient, you continue to, to drive, you continue to work with them. But when they won't hear you, the Bible says, shake the very dust off of your feet and go mm. on to the next place. That's mm. what the Bible says. Now, I want you to hear that. It says, shake the dust off. Don't even take any dust with you. In other words, don't even take a memory with you. Don't even feel mm. guilty. Don't even think back and say, God, man, I hate I left them. You did your best, and it's time for you to move on because apparently your season is over, and they still want to stay in their season. You're not to hate them. You're not to look down on them, but you are not to allow them to stop you. Now, that's the biblical side of it. The personal side of it is you get so attached until you, you, you – the problem is you see the potential. But the, the the truth of it is, is like Miss Quick said, as long as I can see the potential, I feel like, well, I'm going to keep working with them. I'm going to keep doing this, doing that. But the truth of the matter is some folk will hold back on purpose. You see that the capability is there. You know, you know it's there, but they'll purposely hold back. And here you are still trying to beat them, trying to drive them, trying to pull them. And the truth of the matter is they ain't ever going to get it. And then you start feeling guilty about moving forward. You still feel guilty. You feel, well, this is my assignment in life. Well, I just can't go. I just can't this. And you start, you know, the next thing you know, you're depressed. Come on, talk to yourself. You're depressed because they don't want it. But then at the same time, they're not going to give you the freedom to go get it for yourself. And so, you know, at some point, you have to make up in your mind, you know what? Whatever it takes, my season's up now. I got to get out of this cubicle, as you described it. I got to move on up to the east side, the deluxe apartment in the sky. I got to do what I got to do. If that's my season, 
And then, you know, now don't leave until your season's up. But if your season's up, you will wear yourself out. You will harm yourself. You will harm your family. And you will disrespect God by not, by not going where God would have you to go. Now, let me give you one more um, uh, Bible story that kind of talks about this. You know, we talk about in the Bible where this one man, I believe it was Peter, uh, supposedly walked on water. Now, I wasn't there, but what happened was all the disciples were in one boat, and while they're in that boat, a storm comes up. They're afraid. They're yelling. They're screaming. They're hollering. All of this, all of them are doing the same thing. So Peter decided, my season is up. Peter said, Lord, I don't even know if that's you out there, but if it's you, let me come out there on the water with you. In other words, Peter decided, I ain't standing here with these fools yelling like this. All of us going to sit here and die together. Ain't nobody coming up with no kind of, you know, uh, uh, a plan. Ain't nobody praying. Ain't nobody saying we none of this stuff. He said, to get me, and he left at the rest of the disciples and got out on the water trying to go to Jesus. Now, to me, that I'm like, wow, why would he do that? Well, you can stay over there and die with them if you want to. Or you can get out and say, God, you gotta, you got to help me. And while he was out there, he started to think, you know, and he started praying. And when he prayed, he didn't say, he didn't ask any of the other disciples to help him. He said, Lord, save me. Please save me. And the Lord picked him back up. So all I'm saying is, man, you know, sometimes out of guilt or out of, you know, somewhat obligation, you know, we'll stay there because others won't. They won't give their all. They won't do their best because it's funny. You know, Miss Quick said that thing. It's funny to me because honestly, if God is ordained for me and Quick to be together, if God is ordained for us to be in business together, if He's ordained for us to go and tackle this task together, at some point, if God is ordained and I'm giving my best and He's giving His best, we gonna see results. But year after year, you don't see results. You, you, you know, you never see the completion of anything. You just always, you know, you've done your part, but then quick, don't ever come up. He ain't got nothing to show for nothing. Come on, man. It's time to go get another dance partner. I mean, that's just the way it is. If God is in mm-hmm. something, there's going to be some results. And when you don't see results and when you don't see effort, all you see is just, you know, um, excuses and, you know, all of this stuff is like, no, nah, man, something's wrong. So, you know, we don't know how to let go. We don't know how to walk away. And whenever it was talking about shake the dust off your feet, you know, literally, uh, he was telling the man, listen, you're going to have to walk away from your own family. You don't, have to lo- you don't have to stop loving them, but don't you let them hold you back either because that's the number one group that will hold you back. You no think you're something now. You this, you that. You darn right, Boy. I think I'm something. Man, That's I'm serving a big God, I'm, I'm living a little life. Man, please. You done got me you done got me hot up here tonight. <laughs> so, so let's so let's fast forward a little bit. We we've talked about parenthood parent to child. We've talked about uh adolescents, late teens, but now as adults. The, the standards because we're going to talk about as husband and wife, we're going to talk about as uh, brother to brother, uh, we're going to talk about adult interaction based on what you were taught about your best. 
about giving your best, that standard that was there. And Pastor, you kind of touched on it already mm-hmm. when you were saying, you know, as far as, you know, with me, with me and you, for instance, there's, you know, we ain't got to be in each other's face all the time, all day, every day, to to make sure we working. We know we working. And when we get back together, it's gonna be ju- just as joyous and harmonious as it was, you know, way back when. You dig? Because we we have yep. the same level of, of standards. Miss Quick, you and I have the same level of standards, although we see each other every day, but just because we're not on the phone every 10 minutes, you know I'm work. I know you at work, and you see the fruits of the labor when we get home. You know, with the kids being clean and healthy and all the utilities and stuff on and all that good stuff. And the love that, that you feel when you walked in the door. So all that's, those standards are there. But my, I guess my question is, could it be based on how you was raised or could it be, you know, your new standards? Like setting new standards to old traditions. You know what I mean? The family module was in play, but you've made it your own now. Y'all follow me? Yes, sir. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Because I think people need to realize that in phases, there's maturation, which means that there's different standards and different growth. And some things you just ain't gonna put up with, and all that good stuff. So go ahead. Well, as far as marriage is concerned, man, you know the first thing is, um, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't check out the standards before we get married. There needs to be one. We need to find out where that standard is. We need to find out, you know, what those deal breakers are and all of those things. And we we don't do that. And the second thing is. Plain and simple, just because we've gotten, you know, older, that doesn't mean that we're actually adults. Some of us, you know, man, to be honest with you, we still act like children. And by that, I mean we still think like children. We still, you know, uh, uh, make decisions like children. In other words, we haven't raised our standard game. We haven't, we haven't done that. And the last thing is, regarding family and everything, of course your family, you know, really – has an input, you know, regarding standards, you know, but to be truthful and to be honest, I'm not talking about anybody's family except for my own. My family standards is pretty clear. You know, you look out for family. You know, you give, you give, I can give my all to to family, but I can't give my all to quit. I can't, I can't, I, I, I don't do that. I just, and, and, and that to me is just so anti-God, man. That's, that's, that's ridiculous, but be honest with you, we really need to identify who who really is our family. Is it the ones that we're biologically connected to or the ones that God has joined together? You know, because, you know, my family, man, they got a standard when it comes to country living. They got a standard when it comes to cooking. They have a standard when it comes to, say, going to church. And let me tell you about that one. They got a standard of going to church. You do go to church. You go to church. You do that. But the problem is that's all you're doing is going to church. You're not really serving the Lord. 
Because the mm. Lord will tell you, you don't stay there. I got folks that still sit in the same place they sat 10 years ago when I walked in the church. They ain't moved a muscle. They're still singing the mm. same song. They don't want to have mm. music in the church because it's, it's too loud. That, that, that's just, I got people that still give the same amount that they gave when I came there. I mean, that's just the, just the way that it is. They don't want to do anything. If they were an usher when I got there, some of them are still ushers. They don't want to do anything different. And because they don't have that standard, you know, what happens is I can't establish anything new unless somebody new comes in the door because they're saying it don't take all that. So if that's coming from my family, then I've got the tendency to say, well, you know what? Uh, let's just leave well enough alone. At least I get a paycheck. Man, come on. Sometimes it takes more than a paycheck. It takes cooperation. It takes dreaming. And the Bible says, well, there's no vision. People are, you know, uh, 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 there's no vision. You're you in trouble. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, family does have a major influence. And it's amazing. I'll tell quick, quickly about, you know, Hey, bro, you ain't holding up your end of the bargain. But when it comes to family, oh, that's just oh, ain't so and so, old drunk uncle so and so. So, nah, man, you got you should have a right to go to family and say, look, get your crazy self up and do what you're supposed to do. And if you don't, I'm gonna keep loving you. I'm gonna keep praying for you. But I will not sit here and go to hell with you and go hmm. through hell with you. <laughs> I sound tough, so I quit. Oh, boy, you sound like you let them have it, too. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole, that's another night. Miss <laughs> Quick, what's that's your another night. I mean, Pastor said a mouthful. Um, I don't even. You should let me go first. So <laughs> I wouldn't be so embarrassed to have to follow up behind that. But um, look, I think that when it comes to marriage, the husband and wife, you know, like those, the conversation definitely has to be had up front. You know the standards, and you know it's a constant conversation of giving your best to each other because it's, we don't just wake up. And have, I mean, yeah, I mean, God gives us good days for the most part, but there's some work that has to be done. There's effort that has to be done. Like, so, you know, it's, it's one of those um, things where if, if I don't talk to you while you are working and, um, you know, if you don't call before you come home, it's kind of one of those. I still have to put effort into making sure you got food. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't have time to see to sit back and say, "Well, you know what? He ain't even calling me at work all day. I know he had a lunch break. Why he ain't calling? He check on me during his lunch break. I ain't fixing him no dinner. I ain't asking him." And sit down on the couch and you walk in the door and you know you. You're hungry, you looking like, what well, the food? Well, they ain't here for me today, so I ain't think you were coming home. You know, that's how stuff gets started. Um, people stop giving their best. And it's it's one of those, for me, when especially, you know, us having our counseling and stuff like that, 
Like, I, I took everything that we talked about, too. And not only is being your wife, you know, obviously it's my pleasure to be your wife, but it's my job. And it's my job because God has given me this job, this assignment. And God gives you something, then in past it can go back. This is where you have to be a good steward of. So God gave me my man. And what I need to do is put forth my very best effort to make sure I'm a good steward over what he gave me. And so that's just how I view it. And and it it hasn't failed me yet. Apparently it won't, you know, but it hasn't failed me yet. So that's just my approach, especially, you know, to, to our marriage, to our family. Um, and then when you talk about, you know, who is family to you, you know, yeah, family is, it, are, are the ones who give you their very best. And family are the ones, like Pastor said, who have those, who have those standards. Blood doesn't, blood makes you biologically connected, but it doesn't make you family. Um, I think family is something that truly is is near and dear to me because I've lost so so many family members. So it's family is something I think that, that truly has to be earned. I agree. I agree with both of, of what you said. And um when 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 you the the standards that I have, you know, my my grandparents set the standards for me. Uh and I believe that we've risen the bar to our level to the level we are at now, which uh has been heightened significantly. And it's going to be that high for when the boys get up and have their family. That's that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to progress. It's supposed to, to continue. As far as family, I, oh, my goodness. That's one of my favorite lines, you know, just because we share the same blood don't make us family, you know. Uh, it's about the relationship. And I think that, that the people that God put in your in your circle – that's that's your family, you know. Um, pastor, pastor is my brother. Although we didn't come from the same womb, that's my brother. Period. And can't nobody tell me otherwise. You know, that's what it is. Um, although you're not getting to bed every night, you know, uh, <laughs> you are you are like-minded as a sister. You know what I mean? Um, right. So that's, that's the importance. When, when when God put people in your life, he's not going to put another daddy in your life. You know what I mean? Especially when you're, when you're daddy. You know, he's going to put the people in your life who's going to be keeping 100 with you and can come to you and say, bruh, you got, you, you're slacking. You're slacking on your pants you need to tighten up. Because if you come to me as a man and you talk to me like I'm a child, I don't give a damn who you are. That ass about to get checked. You know what I mean? Because so God ain't going to be the man. He's not going to bring that confusion into play. So that's why I, I believe that he'll bring, he'll bring you brothers and sisters. He'll bring you siblings. But he ain't going to bring you parents. But the standards has to be set. 
from 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 childhood because this is what you see. And and truthfully, some of us may even got some of those lessons from television, right? Because like you were saying earlier, you had a some issues that that took place in your childhood that you didn't get the best lesson from. You don't have you didn't get the best memories. You know what I mean? So sometimes television could play a part, but you know the difference between reality and you know the difference between uh, script. Well, there's two things that I you know, kind of want to chime in on. Miss um, Quick was talking about, you know, okay, maybe my husband, for instance, you know, didn't come home at the right time and she just said, well, I just didn't cook. Well, you know, I know she wouldn't do that, but I know a lot of people that would. Because here's the thing when it comes to husband and wife, you know, if you are, if if, if, if Miss Quick uh, is the, the woman that she's supposed to be, a woman with standards, with morals, has got her stuff together with God, she's going to be a good wife whether Quick is a good husband or not. Quick can be the worst husband in the world. Miss Quick shouldn't go down in the gutter with him. You know, when he gets home, you know, whatever he's done, she ain't trying to send no message. The meal is still there. But guess what? You know, I'm not saying she's got to sit there and allow herself to be abused or anything like that. But, you know, I don't become a bad husband because I got a bad wife. I got to keep my game. I got to keep my standard up, you know, because, number one, God blesses that. And then the second Mm -hmm. thing is this, you know, I have a daughter. You know, and I have sons, but, you know, one of the reasons I spend time with my daughter, you know, um, and try to spoil her and love her or whatever, is I'm teaching those standards. So whenever Joe Negro comes along, if he ain't up to that point, no, 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 you you know this is the way it's supposed to be. You know that, you know, if anybody comes to any less than this, you know that's not the one, you know, for your life. And even with my boys. I'm hard on them. I'll admit I'm extremely hard on them, but I want them to understand. I want you to keep your standards high. I don't want you to sit around and just settle for something. There's a difference between, you know, uh, a a female, a woman, and a woman of God. I want you to have a woman of God. A woman of God can be a female, and a woman of God can be a a woman. But when you're a woman of God, you, you can be all three of those, but a female it's not automatically a woman of God. So I want my boys, I'm hard on them, but I, I'm trying doing my best to teach them, you know, keep your standards high. Keep your standards high. And the last thing I'm going to say is, you know, if we do this all across the board, I mean, I'm not against store, store um, brand products. Some of them taste all right. But I do know uh, that depending on, what you purchase sometimes determines what you get. You know, there's a reason why, you know, uh, uh, certain things don't taste as well. And it's because they're second rate. They they didn't pass the first. They, they weren't good enough to be grade A, but, you know, you can still eat them. But, you know, they're, 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 they're not to the standard that they're supposed to be uh, held at. And so, you know, we just got to... Man, we just gotta understand, man. Listen, let's let's identify the standard and let's let's go there and let's don't drop beneath that. Let's don't let's don't do that for nobody, you know. 
but yet and still we allow family especially. We allow anger, we allow hurt, we allow lack, and everything else to lower our standards. You know, um, I know people that will sell their bodies, normally wouldn't do it, but in order to feed their family or get out of a bind, they'll sell their bodies. Well, why you got to lower your standards now? I mean, I do understand. Well, anyway, I'll just stop right there, but it's just a lower your standards, man. Listen, bro, if you'll do it for $500, you'll do it for $50. You dig? Look you'll do it because what you'll do. But I know when it, comes you, to, when, it comes to, when it comes to family, when it comes to those standards, my, my standards are the standards of royalty. You know what I mean? The missus, she, she knows every time I step out, I'm, I'm going to get it, and I'm coming back home with it. You dig? Zero. There ain't no stops in between. It ain't no nothing. I might not call home on lunch break every day, but we go talk. And I may not be able to talk long because I'm, I'm turning and burning. But she go hear my voice. I may try to sneak up on her and and come home a few minutes earlier than I would normally do. And then she upset because she could have had my plate ready. But it's the standards of royalty, right? Which means that. At all times, I'm going to conduct myself as a king. I expect Miss Quick at all times to conduct herself as a queen and the boys to be the prince, period, period. So we're not going to we're not going to have these little battles with with, with uh, people, you know, who want to talk trash or whatever. No, we ain't doing that because we don't we're not stepping off the throne, because if I do come off this throne, it's, it's going down. So that's the standard that we live by and that's a standard that I expect my family to live by now when I talk to other people I don't look down but I'm always trying to help you better yourself your situation even if it's with prayer even if it's with words of encouragement even if it's lending a hand what can I do to help you but I can't sit here and do it for you Standards. Yes, sir. So, let's talk about your standards. I know you said you hard on your boys, so you got you got higher standards. Uh, you go with Joe Negro coming home, coming out to pick up little mama. You know he ain't gonna come with his pants hanging down, loud music playing. Nope. No, nope. you know all that good stuff. So the standards were set, nope. and I'm sure I'm sure when when you when you ride with mom in the car, you know you ain't playing that new DMX. You know, nope. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so these are the things that they're saying. So the standards that you're that you've set may not just be be verbal, but ocular. You know, the visual. Yes, sir. That's that. That's it right there, and, and, and I have to be conscious of that at all times. I have to understand that I'm teaching even though I'm not speaking. You know, they are they are watching. They are, you know, uh, listening, and uh, I don't always get it right, but at least I know that that's my responsibility is I have to, um, you know, I have to um, 
establish those standards for them. I have to say, listen, listen, you know, even with, um, you know, I've, I've been blessed. Um, my kids make, you know, good, good grades. They're, by fact, excellent grades. They, they really do. Um, and uh, my daughter came in and she had straight A's. I mean, just absolute straight A's. And she come in one day and, mom, to be honest with you, I don't even look at her report card. She's going to bring it to me and say, Daddy, look at this. I'm like, I know what you're going to say, so I'm, so I'm not looking at that. But I did have to look at it one day, and it had a, on all, everything she had was an A, but she had an A minus on something. And what I did was I saw it, and this is what I said. I said, that's good, baby, and I gave it back to her. Let me tell you something. Conviction came all over me, all over me, not because she didn't do good, but because, okay, if I let her get away with this, you know, then the next time when she gets the B, am I going to say, oh, baby, that feels good because the majority of it is great. Then she dropped down to a C in that area. And what if it's the area of math where, I don't know, it messes around and she don't know how to count her money or whatever, whatever. I've done her a disservice. So eventually I did say something about, you know, the A minus or whatever, whatever. But all I'm saying, y'all, is this, you know, Sometimes just being lazy will keep us from keeping our standards high. And, you know, when you start talking about standards, it's about accountability. You know, uh, people you're around ought to make you feel accountable. I mean, quick, I don't know if you did it or not, but I remember, you know, um, it was an old guy who used to cut my hair a long time ago. And no matter what we did outside, no matter what we were talking on the outside, we walked in that shop or when we walked in the church or whatever, we took our take our shirt tail, we took it in our pants. I mean, we tried to look like somebody when we got around this older guy, man. It was just, we knew he was going to require that, you know. He wasn't going to listen to a bunch of nonsense. And, you know, and I hear people even now, hey, man, you listen, bro, I ain't going to lie in the church. It's like, okay, just because you're in the church, it made you, you know, hold yourself to a different standard. But we don't do it all the time. We don't do it all the time. So, you know, accountability matters, man. That's why, you know, when it comes to quick, yeah, that's my brother, and I love him and hate him, and this is why. Because when you get around him and you spend time with him, he going to come up with something, something about the future, something that he can do, something we can do. To, oh, we're going to do this. This is going to do this. This is going to happen. This is the date. I mean, he's just always doing it. I'm like, Dang, we ain't finished his last thing. I don't, I don't even know about you know. He, he's gonna, you know, and it's like, okay, I got to have my dream tight. I got to have my, I got to have my faith game together. I got to say, yeah, we can do this. So you know, otherwise, I'll get bogged down and say, man, man, you don't need all that. It ain't worth all that. Quit that. But he makes me dream. I need to be around dreamers. I need to. I don't want to be around dream stealers. You know, a party people, haters, or whatever you want to call them. I need to be around folks that's gonna, um, um, you know, make get me excited about life and make me think, you know what, I can go do this. Somebody that motivates me or whatever, and and that's what to me what, uh, you know, this is this is all about. You know, listen, keep my standards high, man. Keep my standards high. You know, and other folks, it's all right, bro. It's, it's okay. No, man, I need somebody to, that, that I can be that's going to hold me accountable. And unfortunately, 
you get caught up holding people accountable, but you rarely do you have anybody to hold you accountable. Yeah, absolutely. And the sad part about it is, you know, when you hold people accountable, you got to make, I ain't going to say make enemies that way, but uh, you're, you're not the fan. Yeah, you're the fan's favorite. Yeah, that's right. Man, the men's was talking. Uh, our daughter is expecting her third child in any moment. And uh, she was at the hospital, scared. I'm thinking she's in labor. She wasn't in labor. And she turned around and says, can you send me some money for my birthday? Right, 23 now. And I'm like, for your birthday? You know, I'm trying to make the correlation. What does one thing have to do with the other? Well, you want to go out. Well, because I'm asking all these questions, she's like, never mind. I asked my great granny because she won't question me. Well, in this, well, I'm, I just gave y'all the bits and pieces of the, of the conversation, but the whole thing is, I'm, I'm holding you accountable. So you don't want to deal with me. You got to go to somebody else who's not going to hold you accountable. You know what I mean? And to this day, I don't know if she had the baby or not. Like I haven't heard from her since. All because you're upset that I'm holding you accountable. Wow. Now, if you think I'm lying, they go to business. You can ask her. Sure, you already know. My phone ain't ringing either. She, she ain't ever called me. Nah. Mm-mm. See, uh, Teenage boys, 14. I was 26. And, uh, no. I ain't, I ain't, you know, I ain't calling around asking nobody for no, you know, can you, can you help me buy a crib or a car seat or milk or anything else? I got my tail up. And went to work six days a week, you know, fifty, sixty hours a week, and it's, it's, and I worked until I was two weeks about to go deliver. Two weeks in, two weeks before delivery, I'm working enterprise rental car, washing cars, picking up people, vacuuming cars, doing whatever it was I needed to do to make sure I can make ends meet. Better not ring. Well, that goes back to standards, right? Yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> you know, it, it, there was one. I mean, not only, not only household standards. You know, it's the way I was brought up. But there was one class that I took in college, economics. I finance major, economics minor. Finance teacher, he used the acronym TENSTAFFLE. And if nothing else stuck with me, that stuck with me. Basically, the acronym says there is no such thing as a free lunch. Period. So, guess what? If there's no such thing as free lunch, that means you got to pay for something. I was carrying my tail to work. 
Us gas or cash, nobody rock for free. Right. Yeah, you can't eat for free. I got to go to work because I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, I mean, that's, that, that's just how it is. And, you know, again, that's that's one of those, that's that's a home bringing, you know, bringing up in a home. And then I actually, you know, learned that in, in school. So, you know, that's economic principle. So, like, take moments to learn and and listen. And, you know, like all the tools are, are being given to even hold yourself accountable, you know, throughout your, well, in, in most cases, some cases throughout your home, but in, in some cases throughout your school, especially if you have a teacher who is really passionate about what they do, they don't only teach you, um, book, they teach you a little bit of life lessons as well. Um, but even, you know, like in, in the church, in the community centers, like there are life lessons going on all around. I, you know, so that being said, take the time to get some of that because it won't be such a culture shock when someone else, when, you know, someone holds you accountable for your actions. You should you should almost expect it. Well, I, agree. I, I understand everything you're saying, and I agree with everything that you're saying. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking about all the places that we go, and it's amazing how we'll hold up. You know, uh, if I don't know if, if 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 McDonald's, you know, if they're below standard, you go in there and you see a desanitation grade, you'll quit on them right quick. But then when it comes to the people in their lives, you know, if they have a grade on them, uh, you know, a standard on them, and they got a D or whatever, we keep hanging around, we keep putting up with and tolerating it and all of that. I mean, I just, I just think it's just time for some changes. I just don't think we're talking about this by accident. I think, you know, this is like a, you know, kind of like God's way of letting us know, listen, you're, you're lowering your standards now. You're you're settling now. You're not, you, you, you're not striving anymore. You know, it's, listen, there's nothing free. Go out there and get it. Do what you got to do. There's just a lot of good information coming out of this. You know, this, this tonight, at least for me, I, I'm really being blessed by what I'm hearing tonight. I'm being motivated by it, convicted by it, um, and it's just good to just get it out and to hear that others are dealing with some of the same things. But, again, I'm somewhat upset that I'll hold, you know, a restaurant to a certain standard, but the people in my life, I just get angry with them and you know, I'll instead of them doing what they're supposed to do, I'll pick it up and do it myself and wear myself out, you know. I don't know, man. It's just a lot in this tonight. You know, it's funny because uh, we went out for Veterans Day some time ago. <clears throat> and, like, they wanted to see everything, like, damn near letters of recommendation from my OCOs for me to prove that I'm a vet. 
So I told the midgets, I say, you know, we ain't coming back here no more. Nah. From that day to this, we haven't gone back. And because of the standards, now we're still on standards. And then you find yourself with, with, with like you said, with with those with, with people, friends, quote unquote. You'll let her come in and steal your joy and and and, and suck the life out of you. And yes, you man. let it happen time and time again, you know. And so now I've gotten to the point where if you if you if you are in the past. If we, I'm going to block you as well, right? So I ain't going back to that restaurant, and you ain't ever got to worry about calling my phone. God called my phone the other day. Hey, we got to, hey, Amano, we got to catch up. We'll we'll turn the third. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, give me a call back some other time, man. You know, anytime it'd be good, block, because I do not want that energy. And anybody that you're affiliated with, I'm blocking them as well, right? Because only snakes going to hang with snakes. Period. And I'm not going to let you slither your way back in on the back of somebody else. So if you're affiliated with them, I'm going to block you as well. And that's one thing you got to do once you set that standard. You got you to gotta keep it there. Don't lower for anybody. Make them come to your raise to your level. Don't drop down to theirs. Now you go to a restaurant and you don't like, you know, what how dirty the flow is, I can give you the mop. You know, go on and swab it up and, and keep it moving. But in your life you can control your life. You can't control somebody else's establishment. You can control who comes in who you allow into your life. That's my point. But they got quiet. Somebody must be mad at me. <laughs> no, I, w- I was actually, you know, it's funny that you, well, you said that I was having a conversation uh, with the boy, um, different conversation, but when when you talk about controlling who comes into your life, um, <laughs> I, I'm a believer in spirits. I believe that, you know, spirits can transfer, you know, um, by association. And um, and it can it can also be like un, unbeknownst to you until a certain issue arises and you're trying to do some searching and trying to figure things out. But anyhow, when you talk about letting people in your life um, and controlling that, you really got to be careful with who you let in your life because not only can um, they they affect your growth um, and they you, this spirit can transfer to yours. I believe, um, like, and and you can start acting erratic, irresponsible, um, simply because of your association with with the people whom you you led in your life. Um, so I think that you know that's definitely something to be careful of. Absolutely. You definitely got to be careful who you who you let into because the transfer of the spirits, that's very big. People, uh, I ain't going to say, you know, people don't believe in it or people sleep on it, but you definitely, definitely, it's definitely a real thing. And Pastor can talk to you more about it than I can, but I have experienced it for myself, so I believe that it's real. 
Well, the, the 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 problem is, you know, I don't just, you know, believe. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. But the the issue is, you know, or the disappointment is, even though I know, you know, I'll still, depending on who you are, you know, and I'm sure there's others like me, even though I know that um, our spirits don't agree, but because we're family, because we're, you know, been together for a long period of time or whatever, then, you know, I'll just continue to sit there and tolerate you and allow you to spread the very life out of me. And so, you know, again, a lot of things that we're doing really goes against the rules and regulations of God. Now, again, we don't have the right to hate anybody. We don't have the right to stop praying for people uh, and things like that. We are not supposed to, um, again, be unequally yoked with people. And sometimes that spirit on the inside of you will let you know, no, you 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 need to run from that. You know, you don't need to connect yourself with that. But yet and still, because, you know, that's who my, you know, my mother, she was, she hasn't been in a long time. She used to call and say, I saw this person, that person. You know, well, I don't know what happened to y'all. Y'all used to be there. And she could say the biggest of friends. Well, that was used to be, you know. Right. Uh, that's just not the way it is, man. And then, you know, maybe my mother don't understand that. And I can respect that, you know, that's fine if you don't uh, understand that. But i got to live my life. I've got to do what's best for me. I need somebody that's going to get me to where I'm supposed to be. I don't need anybody that's going to take me back to where I was, you know. And um, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, spirits, spirits are real, but God has given us all a discerning spirit. And so we ought to know. You know, you know when something or someone's not good for you. You you know you need to avoid it, you know. And uh, I don't want anything in my life or anyone in my life where I constantly got to look over my shoulder. If I got to look over my shoulder, I don't need it. There's another bag out there for me. I don't need to secure the wrong one. So um, it's standard. It's standard, man. Um, big topic, major topic, timely topic. Yeah, you don't want to secure the wrong bag. You you know you want to. I'm cool with with getting a getting the envelope first. Well, I'm one thing I I guess we all can agree on is once you raise you have risen your standards. You keep them up there. You don't lower them. You don't double back. You you keep them up there. And, and for those, you know, I'm sorry. Let me let me preface with we know that it's lonely at the top. We we know that that big house in the suburb is not as much fun as those apartments in the projects. We know this, but. When God, when you once you've risen your standards to to be in the suburbs, your whole life will change because it becomes yours versus it being that way when you were young and didn't know any better. Yeah, shootouts aren't fun. Watching the police, you know, kick in somebody's door isn't fun. 
you know, stolen cars isn't fun. But when you don't know any better, it may be fun. But that moment you get that piece of a, of a night's rest with no helicopters and no sirens, it's almost like you're foolish to go back to sort that out. You know what I mean? So I'm perfectly fine with the peace in the suburbs. Perfectly fine. And Pastor, you're more than welcome to come in and, and, and have some of this night out with me. More than welcome. More than welcome. Everybody don't get that invite. But you're more than welcome. Brother, I hear you. I hear you. And I actually know within my heart that that's part of this thing we're talking about spirits. Spirits don't always tell you what's fake. Spirits will tell you what's real. And I I truly do believe with all that's within me that that invitation that was just extended is absolutely legit. You know, I just, you know, and I, I really appreciate it. You know, I don't think you're just blowing smoke or whatever. So uh, uh, all I can say is I appreciate it. And, um, you know, it's, it's bad to say that I got an open invitation like that. But I, I'll go and accept one that <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not supposed to take, but I take it because of who they are. Mm. <laughs> that's sad. That's sad. Mm. That is sad. Yeah, that's that's sad. I got a chance to go like you just and share this air, but I got to go there and almost die because of claustrophobia because. It's sucking the air out of you. Sad, man. That is sad. I I have the the, yeah. the opposite problem. Wow. I sometimes I don't go because of of who they are. Mm. To me, Mm-mm-mm. and um, you know that's that's. I I I don't know. I guess kind of. It just kind of works out that way. I, I I've been in too mm. many situations where, you know, I've done and done and done for the sake of family, and then when I have a moment where I can't pull myself together for for whatever reason, you know, every every one of those family members that I call, they don't pick up the phone. So. You know, it's it's one of those. Which I I don't do anything just because your family. You know, I if I if I'm a if because for me, when I give I give a hundred I I give my all but um and if and if I'm not gonna get that back then and I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna waste my time giving it to you. And it doesn't matter how we're associated or how we're connected. Um, but again, you know, that's just that's just I understand you you know that that problem all too well. And again, because mm-hmm. it's just opposite for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you got you got to pick and choose, and I can't I can't force you to better yourself. I can't I can't force you to change your mind. I can't. In fact, according to Mahatma Gandhi, that's an act of violence. So I'd just mm-hmm. rather you 
just do your thing and I do my thing over here respectfully. Respect that I'm I don't want no parts of that. Respect respect our difference, you know. Period. So essentially, i because I've matured, I've outgrown uh, juvenile things. You're actually talking scripture right there because the Bible said when I was a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And a childish things don't have to be an Xbox game. It could be, listen, bro, I know you're saying, hey, man, let's grab this six-pack and go over here and play some spades and whatever, whatever it looks like. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to go over here and get this new business started. I, you know, I ain't I'm trying to go back to whatever. But we feel obligated. Let me go and do this with them. I don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to hurt their feelings, but you walk around with your own feelings hurt. Come on, mm-hmm. man. We 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 got issues, brother. Yeah, we, got, we got issues trying to become people pleasers. You know. Uh, so if I don't show up at the, at the family picnic, so what? So so you know, uh, man. Mm, talk about is your best good enough 
I think that, that for you in that situation, you know, looking at your son, yeah, your best is good enough because look at him now. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have to fall to peer pressure and he, he understands that he wasn't made to fit in, he was made to stand out. And so he's okay with being given the cold shoulder. He's okay with that because he's going to get out there and do his thing anyway. So if you ever ask yourself, is is your best good enough or was your best good enough, I think you got your answer to that. Because that's, you know, being able to see that is, you know, is more satisfying than, for me, anything in the world. You know, being able to see your son stand out and be okay with standing out. I'll, I'll yeah, be honest yeah. with what you just said. It's a good thing to mean the world because uh, I'm not happy that they lost. I was so proud of how he played. So, you know, I don't have to take the loss home, but I got to take my kid home. And, you know, he took the loss hard because he, he really wanted to win. But I told him, I said, well, you did your thing tonight. You gave it your all. And once you gave it your all, there's nothing else you can do. So you lift your head up and everything. And, uh, so, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, and I didn't think of it like that, but, yes, thank you for sharing that, because uh, uh, that made my chest go out a little bit further right there. It's like, wow, you know what? He didn't yield to the pressure, so he had to get that from somewhere, so um, that's what's up like that. Thank you, man. Needed that. Well, I'm, I'm, I ain't, you know, trying to trying to take it from her, but the minute she's absolutely right, when, when you... Celebrate the fact that he's okay with being the leader, being on his own. You know what I mean? He not he don't got to go because the crowd going or the group's going. You know what I mean? That right there is is the true test of him becoming a leader. Like you doing real good thus far, and that right there. Screw the basketball game. Just that decision alone said, Nah, I'd rather go home than to go and kick it with them. Period. I, and that just showed him that God, regardless of love, God got you, got you. You know what I mean? So you still went up and put 22 points up. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. That's, that's a testament, man. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Hey, man. Listen, uh, I need to find every blessing I can, man. That right there is, um, you know, as long as my seed is secure, as long as. You know, they they got it, man. I'm I'm thankful for that. I really am. So, but again, I didn't think about it until you know Miss Quick was, was talking. So that's I like that, man. So I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Well, that's that's not one that that you hear a lot of, you know, because oftentimes these kids want rather go with the crowd because they're afraid to be alone. And mm-hmm. and hopefully that even transfers into adulthood. I mm-hmm. I know I hear I hear it often, more so from from women who who's afraid to be alone, you know. And it's like, wow, so you just gonna stay here and get beat because you don't want to be by yourself, okay? Just afraid of being alone. So that again, that could be, you know, what they see as a as a kid, you know, the standard the standards are low. And it's just like, wow, right. you know, there's, not, there's nothing to say. I can't say, well, since you need to up your standards or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, wow, 
you know, here, you need to call my wife so she can put some woman in you. Mm, yeah. Well, it's I I really enjoyed this 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 conversation and I can't thank y'all enough. Uh I hope I hope y'all got as much out of it as I did. Truthfully. Mm, definitely. Uh it, it it reminds me that uh if nothing else that I'm I am on the right, right track with uh the standards. And even with you know, maintaining my peace of mind and not letting anyone steal my joy. You dig so uh I thank y'all very much. I can't Tell y'all, thank you enough. Thank you. But if everybody's hearts and mind clear, y'all know it's time to go to work. We're trying to go impact the world. Yes, sir. Miss Quick, your heart and mind clear? Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Pastor, your heart and mind clear? A lot clearer than it was, my brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I love you, man. My heart and mind clear, so fast to go ahead and, and do your thing, bro. Yes, sir. Lord, thank you so much for uh, this relevant topic. And, Lord, I, I just pray, God, that from this tonight, all of us can just raise the bar. We can just raise the bar. We can just keep it as high as we possibly can, God. Help us to understand that. With you, there are no limitations, and so help us also to know that we don't have to settle. We can always strive for the greater. We can always have an insatiable appetite. Help us understand that, Lord God, the main thing is always being our best, being thankful wherever we are, being thankful for what we have, but not settling for where we are. Help us to always understand, God, that when we go out, that we are people of influence, and, God, the way that we carry ourselves may determine how others carry themselves. Help us, all the parents, God, to understand that we have a responsibility to establish standards and also live those standards around our children and our grandchildren. Help men to understand that they have a responsibility to make sure that standards are being upheld in the household. Help the women to understand that they equally have that same responsibility to make sure that, you know what, I'm just not being just a woman. I'm being a woman of God. I keep my standards high regardless to who's around me and uh, what I see modeled in the world. Lord, thank you for tonight. It, it was just vitally important. And I pray tonight, God, that we can, um, again, raise that bar and that we can just do the things that's pleasing in your sight. Please keep this blog talk uh, outlet open and refreshing the way that it is. Please continue to bless this couple, God, to carry this ministry, Lord, wherever it needs to be taken. And I pray, God, that you would just keep your hands on on them uh, to be able to still be open, honest, but, God, to also continue striving for nothing but the best. Thank you so much. And for everybody that listened to this, God, I pray, God, that they will take everything to heart tonight and say, you know what? No longer will I settle. No longer. I'm going to raise the bar, and I'm going to make sure that I meet God's expectations and not man's. And for anybody that needs to break a loose from something, help them to know it's okay to shake that dust off your feet uh, as long as it's done in a godly manner. Thank you so much, God. I pray for everybody. 
and give us a good night's rest on tonight and then bring us back together next week. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, this concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am the host of number one, Mr. Quick with Miss Quick and Pastor Robinson. Um, love God. Love yourself. Love each other. Don't settle. Continue to progress. Raise the bar, not only for yourself, but for the generations to come. That's all I got. Peace. Thank you.